0: guys i really wish you could see the behind scenes <laughs> when we how much record. we smile
1: and hear that song it's oh so gosh. funny
0: it's so funny also just everything that happens before we hit the record button <laughs> anyway welcome to another episode of the amazing insurance after dark podcast that's right carlos hey what's up obviously because if we can't both record in person we don't record at all carlos stands by his word he will not ever use zoom to record a podcast episode
1: damn right and if you ever hear this is vera and you hear carlos a co-host and vice versa, stop listening to the show go listen to something else (laughs) (laughs) some shit went down (laughs) some shit went down
0: So um, I wanted to talk about a topic that is very near and dear to my heart because I've been a sales person forever. Like I, a lot of people don't like to say sales. And granted, when I was younger, I used to cringe and say like, ew, I don't want to say I'm in sales. I don't want to say I'm in insurance. Like I used to be embarrassed about being in insurance because everyone just thinks of that sleazy, slimy car dealership style insurance agent right but that's not what we are well some of
1: us are still not but but is it is it because of the fact that people are saying we're lawyers and doctors and everything you don't want to say i'm an insurance agent now, I mean, you're right. There are some horror stories on the used car salesman. You ever seen that movie, uh, Matilda? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ever since I saw that, I was like, Wait, the man. new one or the old one? The old one. The old <laughs> one. He's like, you just put glue on it.
0: <laughs> and I mean, I think there are a lot of people that are embarrassed to be in sales in general. Yeah, I can when, see that. Honestly, like if you really believe in what you are offering and there's a lot of value – It's incredible to be in sales. And to be an insurance agent, I now understand how amazing it is to be part of this industry. And we also, like Barbara Kadana that we we know and and love, she is an insurance coach, right? And she always said, like, I'm up there with a CPA or a doctor. I'm also licensed, (laughs) you know? And you know what? Believe it or not, insurance policies can save people's lives too. I agree. Because if something happens and the coverage is there, I mean, it might not be your actual physical life, but hey, maybe it is because health insurance kicked in or financially you were going to be ruined. Nope, there was a life insurance policy or your home was covered. All of those things are part of this beautiful thing that we call insurance, right? Now, one thing that I find is incredibly difficult for insurance agents to process, however, when they're offering this beautiful thing called insurance is following up. And that's really what we're here to talk about. (laughs) Following up. (laughs) Yes. I love, so I was recently talking to this woman who's just incredible. She's a cousin of a friend of mine. Um, She mentioned that um, one of the hardest things really when you're first training somebody is to train that person, because they they do real estate sales, to train that person to follow up. And she said the word that it's, I mean, the phrase, it's not new, it's well known. Fortune is in the follow up. Since I had that conversation with Marta, I have been saying that phrase forever. I even included it in the booklet that I did about agency sales because it's so true. Fortune is in the follow-up. And one of the things that so many insurance agents don't do is follow-up. How many times, Carlos, especially that, that you're familiar with commercial insurance, that you know you have to follow up with the carrier, the underwriter, rather, you have to follow up with the uh, client because maybe there's some documents missing, loss runs are missing or whatever. You can't get it yourself and you just don't, not you, but somebody just doesn't
1: do it. No, I, I mean, it is a key point. You're absolutely right. And the sad part is people don't realize follow up is key until the client bitches about something. Right, like complaint,
0: but that's when you should follow up even more so. Yeah, but well, what do you mean when you say until? You mean like then
1: they're people saying, don't hey. think people don't think follow up is important Got it. or it's an issue because they've never been told something different from the client. Got it. But the problem is like remember you're the first thing that you said in one of the episodes was. You First, you have to identify that you have a problem, like you freaking (laughs) suck in following up. (laughs) Right. Like you're the nicest person in the world, yes, and everything, but man, your follow-up sucks.
0: So basically, you don't follow up until the client's like, what the hell, I've been waiting for you to call.
1: Correct. Uh You guys got to remember, there's some clients who are not in a rush, and there's some clients that are in a rush, but they also respect your time, which means they're not going to be calling you. But it gets to a point where it's just like... Remember, we're on their time. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, I get it when people start getting into their whole head. Is like, I control my time and I decide when, and I'm the insurance, uh, the, the licensed professional. Put all that shit to the side, dude. I mean, you're on their said, time, bro. Because exactly. if they're not gonna
0: write that check to you or send that money, you, I mean, you got all the time in the world because you're not doing anything apparently.
1: Seriously, and the freaking thing that's the worst is when you hear someone's like, "I'm gonna follow up on and give them a call." Three weeks later, go by. Did you call him? No, I haven't called him. Like, oh, my God. That's what
0: really kills me. Uh, I mean, on Record Guardian side, for example, like I've had team members where, uh, you know, we have built in calendars and it says, oh, they're going to call so and so on March 20th at 10 a.m. So I'll go in there and check March 20th at 3 p.m. to see some notes. Nothing. There's no notes in there. I follow up with the salesperson. I'm like, hey, how did that conversation go? Oh, I actually haven't called. I'll I'll call them tomorrow. Why? You said March twentieth at ten A.M. and you told them March twentieth at ten A.M. and you haven't done the follow up. How the heck do you expect to close that deal? But that now, multiply that times every insurance agency out there in the world. And I'm just talking about uh, you know, from the vendor perspective because we all have our own issues with salespeople not following up or csr is not following up or developers not following up but in the insurance agencies what i see time and again is that they'll quote like crazy but they don't follow up yep they'll mail out quotes they'll send quote text messages and quote emails but they don't have a follow-up routine a follow-up process right So I always say, why don't you get your agency into the habit of making Fridays follow up days? Follow up Friday. And then, of course, I always get there's always somebody that's like, oh, so I'm only supposed to follow up on Friday? Like that <laughs> really doesn't make sense. No, dude. The point is get into the habit. Use it as habit building.
1: Yeah. You we'll start doing it Friday and then you might start doing it Monday and then Tuesday. You might even do it on a Saturday. And every day Whoa. you might be following up and the follow up turns into a sell, something else. I mean, here's my question to you. So should someone follow up even if they don't have no new information?
0: Yes. It's called a touch point.
1: Ooh, touch And you touch say, point. you know
0: what? <laughs> um, I don't have any updated information for you, but I want to let you know that we're working on it. And as soon as the underwriter or whatever comes back to me, I will reach out again. But in the meantime, please follow up with me if you have any questions and I will continue just reaching out and letting you know what the status is.
1: Now, let me ask you this question. Why do you why do you think people don't follow up? Because it, they
0: don't Oh,
1: look at the heat let me finish my sentence. Oh my goodness, I know. did you see that? She almost threw a water bottle over As here. As a salesperson,
0: I understand. <laughs> Remember, that I'm we, your host here. I'm your host here. I'm <laughs> you're not my your partner here. here. I understand that we live in the here and now. Right. I want to close that shit right
1: now. Right. I want
0: that deal closed. I want that commercial policy closed. I want everything closed right now. And we suck at admin.
1: Okay. But what do you think makes that person look? The person sitting down. The phone is right there. I mean, fuck, it'll take a couple seconds. Let me ask you. Yeah. What do you think? What 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 do you think goes in that person's mind in that <laughs> moment like, uh, "I'll just do it tomorrow." Like what makes it is it fear? Is it being freaking lazy? I mean, is it that you don't value the customer? You got your wife or your husband giving you shit on the other side where you're just like, if all this shit goes crap, it's all their fault. I mean, what is going on in their head? Yeah. Are you drinking? Are you smoking? Are you too damn high (laughs) to figure this shit out?
0: You make so much money that you don't care about closing one more deal, right? Right. But then you got
1: a creditor calling you on the 866 number, right?
0: (laughs) You're like, oh, we're going to block
1: that number. We're going to send it to
0: voicemail. So in my experience in working with a lot of agents on overcoming those situations and implementing follow-ups the 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 three top things that i hear and we said this in another episode too it's doing the hard thing it's such a simple thing but it's actually really hard
1: well following up
0: yeah there is a fear that the person's gonna answer and i'm actually gonna have to do work why because i don't know if i i actually know what
1: i'm doing but you know what's fucking crazy, though? I've seen this. And I just stay quiet because I just, I go in the office and I just, like, look in the mirror. I'm like, oh, my God. Did you fucking see that? But <laughs> you see them actually will follow up and the relief in their face, like, it was a good phone call. Mm-hmm. They were, they said, thank you. They even referred me someone else.
0: There's a lot of fear of, like, what is the customer going to say? And especially if you're newer to it or if you're doing a commercial policy that you've never done before. Or if you're new to P- PNC in general, and you're about to close an uh, like a a simple, I don't know, liability policy, you're just like, oh my god, if they answer, and I actually have to process it, and I right. have to push submit, and what if I, what if it? So in order to to overcome that, you as an agency owner need to make sure that your team knows what they're doing. The first step is making sure they know what they're doing. They know how to overcome objections. They know the product they're selling. And if it's their first one, even if it's your first one as an agency owner too, and you're shadowing, be there next to them. I know it sounds time consuming, but it just takes one time to give that salesperson the confidence that like, oh my God, you did it. And if you, you're a veteran in this business. Wait, wait,
1: wait. What's a veteran?
0: Like you've been in the, you've been selling insurance for a minute. Okay, no, come
1: yeah. on now. Give me an age. What's a veteran? I just I no. just had a birthday. I want to know am I a veteran yet or not? Honestly,
0: if you're if you've been selling insurance for even more than a year, you're a veteran. Okay, you already know uh, what's uh, up. Playing you know and say. I got you. Relax. You know
1: a lot of people have been in the business for twenty years are like oh, Yeah, shit. you and
0: me have been in the business for twenty years, dude.
1: That's right. We get VA <laughs> <laughs> insurance over here.
0: <laughs> but um if, if you've already been what was I gonna say? I
1: forgot, Carla. Oh, now you're going to blame me. <laughs>
0: it's because I'm a veteran. <laughs> <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm going to delete that one out. <laughs>
0: um, what was I saying? It'll
1: come back to you. But I do have a question, though. What? Is there such a thing of following up too much? Like, yes. can you bug the shit out of your client? You
0: can bug the shit out of your client. <laughs> of
1: course. How yeah, you I'm just ever following had... up. You know, I know I just called you like 30 minutes ago. There's still no, um, no update yet.
0: Yeah, but you know what? Most clients will tell you... Do not call me anymore. I tell my salespeople. So what like, do you tell
1: them on that? You do not call them or you still give them a call?
0: No, I'll be like, you know what? I, have I called you too much? I'm so sorry. I'll reach out to you in in 30 days, okay? And Okay, great. I tell my salespeople, you need to follow up with uh, potential or with the leads until they tell you, stop freaking calling me. But that means like once a week, once every two weeks, do a touch point, text message, send an email, a phone call. Oh, I just called to, let, you know, see how things were going. blah. blah, blah. I'm not going to go into the scripts right now. Right. But until they tell you stop bothering me because you're not bothering. You're trying to offer them tremendous value, right? That's one thing. Do your does your team believe in what it is that you're selling? Mm-hmm. Not only do they know it, do they believe in what they're doing?
1: Oh, that's a good point. Do you believe? Do you believe? That's the thing. I mean, let me ask you this question. Do you think that's another point that people don't follow? Because they actually don't believe in what they're doing. You know what's funny that I've had some people many years ago that didn't like insurance because they felt that the money wasn't being earned like with earnestly? labor. Yeah, like maybe with labor. Well, meaning this, I mean, a lot of people have a background before they come to insurance, maybe like, oh, I did manual labor, this and that, right? And now they're being able to make money by sitting on the chair and using the phone. Some people are not okay. They feel like they didn't earn that money.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: So I don't know. I mean, maybe following up is just like, it's kind of cheesy and I don't want to do it because I'm not really earning anything. What am Mm -hmm. I going to get with this? I'd rather go move, you know, your couch and I feel like I've earned the money or some shit like that.
0: There's a lot of mindset that goes behind following um, up. up. And there's one thing to sell something. It's another thing to follow up. Also, like the mindset is, it does have a lot to do with confidence. It has a lot to do with like, is what I'm selling actually helping somebody? Um, Do I know what I'm doing? Uh, am I a fraud? You know, and not because I'm doing fraudulent things, but am I pretending to know how to do this, and I don't? And this customer is going to find out. I'm yeah. going to be exposed. There's so many things that go into somebody's head when they're doing a follow up, and also a huge one, which is really, again, I said there's top three, but I already forgot what the what I said. <laughs> the first, top and two s- words. the first, sec- <laughs> first and second word. So you guys can rewind it. Um, s- somebody telling you no. I don't want it. And let's say you work at a place where you have a quota or there is an expectation or your boss is a jerk. And they're like, you need to sell this or you don't have a job anymore.
1: You know, it's funny. Like people would call me a jerk. But again, we go back to what I used to say before. I'm not talking shit. I'm talking facts.
0: But did I lie? Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) Like meaning like, oh, you lost a deal. I wonder why. Did you call me? You're supposed to uh no i did not okay then so you fucking sucked and you lost the deal suck it up and make sure it doesn't happen again like seriously and i tell these people you know you know call them follow up just let them know you Mm -hmm. know even if it's information you need give them a courtesy call just keep stay on them don't be to the point where you're calling them every minute but i mean just be on top of it yeah because clients have so much shit going on when they're like (gasps) you're the last thing they're thinking
0: about of course Insurance is not top of mind. As a matter of fact, insurance is something that is a pain because they're like, how much is this going to cost me? So you have, to, you have to really put yourself in the customer's shoes and understand, okay, or think about it this way. I always tell people, how do you get sold to? When I wanna buy something, I am somebody who takes forever. Like definitely I need to You definitely research. Like that
1: client. Yeah. I would I'm never that sell you insurance and shit.
0: No, yeah. That's why I, every
1: time you come is like Carlos, how much is it? It's free if you're free is everything free. Just <laughs> get in there.
0: <laughs> Honestly, like I will I wanna know this and that and you know, did you cross the T's and dot the I's? Like I'm annoying. I'm an annoying customer.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure.
0: Because Mm. I know what I want and I know what I don't want. Of course. So you also have to accommodate for that. And so when a salesperson is too pushy and follows up with me too often, it's because they didn't read who I am. Mm. But the good ones are like, I'm going to give you some time. They're not afraid to give me time, but they're also not afraid to follow up and say, I'm just going to. Every once in a while, I'm going to send you something because I want you to remember that I'm here if you have a question. Right. Right? So it's really just understanding. It all boils down to training. Yeah. Training and processes, training and processes.
1: But you know what's another downfall? You might want to touch bases on this too. I've heard some agent says, well, I'm not going to call them. If they want the fucking business, they can call me. That An agent of, says that. Well, yeah, because it's like I'm not going to be chasing them. Like, hey, I already, I already gave them one call. Like, I'm not going to keep chasing them. Like, if they want the insurance, they'll just call us. That's kind of shit I hear sometimes.
0: I mean, I, I don't know what to say to that. I, I think it also maybe depends on the type of customer that you have. So if, and what kind of person you are, because I know that if I want something from someone else. I'm Carlos, you know, I'm really annoying. I'm like, Carlos, did you do it, Carlos did you do
1: it? I'll <laughs> check your grammar too by the way it's <laughs> bullshit.
0: if I want something from someone, I of course I will follow up, yeah, I will chase
1: no, well you've done it to me a couple of times, and sometimes I'm like on'm behind the scene. I'm like, shit like annoying, but she's right where I was supposed to do it this and and sometimes I just I'll get up on my ass real quick and be like I'm almost done with this, you, know? hero. <laughs> <laughs> not get the shit done, but it's the follow up yeah. that makes it happen.
0: And vice versa. I mean, you've done it to me too. That's how it functions. So you, we do it on a daily basis. You get on your kid, make your bed, clean your room, make your bed, clean your room. And the kid's like, damn it, my mom's annoying. My dad is a jerk. Like, I don't want to do it.
1: words, you're the worst.
0: You're the worst. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You're the worst, dad. So if you if you already do it in your daily life, why is it hard for you to do it in a situation that puts food on the table?
1: That's a good question. If you are one of those people, please contact us at 1-800... I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just tell me that you hate following That's up. That's it all legit.
0: 1-800, I hate following up. <laughs>
1: exactly. You're for real. Your email's probably one 800 i one follow upcom
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, I th- I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: No, it's just, it's just crazy, you know? And it's and I was watching this movie the other day, and I'm, I'm sure... I don't know if you've ever seen uh, the, the Wolf of Wall Street
0: I was hoping you would not say that movie.
1: I know. I'm not saying it's like a movie you need to watch. No, no, but like. you should watch it. It's entertaining But, but, but he time. brought But he brought up a good point, though. He, he, here's the thing, okay? In this industry, we all know someone that complains about not making enough, whether it's for a living, for a trip, or for something personal, or just paying your damn bills. So but many people. But he says something in that movie that it's, cr- it's so right. Is the guy going to repossess your car? Good. Pick up the phone and start dialing. Right? Is your landlord gonna kick you out? Are you gonna be evicted? Good. Pick up the phone and start. So, for those of you out there who are struggling or anything, are you actually following up? Or are you thinking too much of your problems? Mm-hmm. Because if you're thinking too much of your problems and that's discouraging you to follow up because it's like the world is ending now for you, like that's your first problem. If you just start building a habit of following up, you'll be surprised on what kind of results you start getting and getting you out of the situation. That's why, I mean, if you heard Vera in the beginning, the fortune
0: is in the follow up. There you go. But you bring up a really good point. The some movie, people. Huh? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I watched okay, it, okay, it okay, was entertaining. But um, some people really think they're too good for that. Really? Yeah. Dang! Oh, my gosh. I used to work, um, I won't say the name, but a multinational that your son likes that I work at. Oh, yeah, at. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, I had one person who had been in sales and marketing for a very long time. And I was like, this isn't the company you were at before. And we're being asked to sell something that requires us to do a lot of cold calling. Mm-hmm. So I need you to take this list and start cold calling. And he didn't do it. He didn't do it because he said, I have been in this... I have I have been a, like a sales and marketing professional for over 40 years. This is a job for a minion. I'm not going to do it. I'm Damn. like, well, you know what? Then you don't need to work here anymore because this is what this job requires right now. Right. You applied for it. You knew what what we were going to do. And the the sad part is that it, it wasn't a bad product. We no. were actually offering something to a huge pool of individuals that needed because there was a lack of organization. Right. So I'm like, mm, sometimes you just need to get over it. Yeah. You you need to understand that you decided to work in this uh, field. Follow up. It's a very important part of it. And if it's really not for you, then you need to openly say, this is not for me. I need to go find something else because it is not for everyone. Sales now, is not for everyone.
1: Now I have one question. will be my last question. Cause I know you want to wrap it up, but is this, What's the best way to follow up? Because now with technology and everything, I mean, shit, it kind of does it for you.
0: Um, I think that you should definitely. And the insurance industry, yeah, in the time, of course. Yeah, I think text, me- look, I've been, I started using text messages as a follow-up back in like 2005.
1: Well, let me rephrase my question. Not so much following up with the consumer, helping you to become a better follow-up person to the consumer. Oh,
0: like a reminder. A first. reminder. Okay. Um, definitely use management system if you have one. A lot of agents still don't have any management system in place.
1: I still don't understand how is that even fucking possible. I don't
0: know either. I, heard the,
1: I heard the DUI is going to start regulating on actually having official management system.
0: They should. I'm
1: just kidding though. But that would be great but though. Can they you but the, a lot of
0: the car- I know. But <laughs> a lot carriers, of people right now are like. Fuck. <laughs> the care. A lot of the carriers advocate management system because it also helps you to um, it just be organized, have all the documents. Because when they have to look through claims. It's a mess. Yeah,
1: stop, stop saving your damn phone on your desktop, people. Yeah. Jesus. It's
0: a mess. It's just easier to have it there. You send it to uh, the claims department or an underwriter, and it's so much easier for all parties involved. So just get a system. Who cares which one you get? I'm not plugging one or the other. Get something. Right. But if you do have a system, use your system. Because a lot of the agents that use Record Guardian, for example, they have it. They upload their files, whatever, but they don't use the calendars because they just get like... Uh, they just don't use it. Oh, yeah, no, you're right, I should. And then they f- they fall back on, um, they, they don't follow through on their follow-ups. Mm. I see it. I can see it every single day. Yeah. So I would say um, if you have a management system, actually use it and find out how to use it for us. You guys know you have account managers. They'll teach you. And if you're with somebody else, I'm sure there's a video library that shows you how to use it, right. okay? If you don't have that in place and you have Gmail or Outlook, Calendar it. Mm. Calendar it like crazy. Call blah, blah, on blah, blah at this time. Okay? If you, for whatever reason, don't use Gmail or uh, (laughs) oatmeal Outlook, fine. You want to go old school? Post it. Post it.
1: Yeah. Put it on top of your screen on the computer screen (laughs) next to the floppy disk. (laughs) Yeah.
0: A lot of laptops and computers. It comes with sticky notes so you can just, you know, do virtual ones. But there's a lot of see, people now, that. Have-
1: now, see, now you're getting all high tech. I know.
0: There are a lot of people that still like old school. I love using an agenda, I like to write in my agenda. I use that all the time, including my phone. Like, that reminds me of things. Yeah, nah, <laughs> and seriously. I have a and desk you know, calendar. And you, in know, and
1: you know your rep be giving you a ton, ton of posts. Start yeah. using them.
0: Sorry, I know. You go to these conventions just to get free stuff for your office, get all the posts <laughs> and actually use them. Right. But, I mean, honestly, if you really want to build the habit and you don't have a management system or, you know, you're just trying to figure out your life go old school get a big old desktop calendar for your desk what do they call not a desktop cal- a desk
1: calendar you already went over my head i'm still on the post it
0: get <laughs> post its and have your pe- i mean i'm uh, this but is I like kindergarten G- but i
1: do use gmail a yeah, lot right? like like my calendar on my phone everything goes there on there there are some
0: people that are just really anti tech like i i'll admit I, I encounter agents who are like oh i don't really know how to do that so I'm. I think that you should learn. Mm-hmm. But if you're not going to, and you still have a lot of foot traffic office, and it's somebody that the people come to your office, just use a big desk calendar and write it in, write it in, write it in, and look at that. Don't pile more paper on top of it because then you're not going to see it.
1: But you know what? I'll be honest with you. There's no. I don't even think like you know the thing that really pisses me off. Sorry, I'm bringing this up now. Is that someone's like, oh, I don't understand tech. I just saw you posting up some shit on Facebook, on Instagram. You're creating reels, stickers, and putting music, and you can't figure out a calendar. Come on. I always
0: tell people, are you on Facebook? Yeah. Oh, are you on TikTok? Yeah. Do you ever upload? Oh, yeah. It's really easy. Then you can use a management system and you can calendar your (laughs) follow-ups. Seriously. I'm like literally trying to give you guys every opportunity to follow up. If you're going to go old school and use a desk calendar, great. But if you are on Facebook, you make a great point. If you're on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok – Use your calendar, either on your management system or on Outlook or on Gmail. If you know how to text message I know, and or WhatsApp or oh, estás en el face.
1: Right. I get use it. Use it. I'm with you.
0: Fortune is in the follow-up. You want to make money. Everyone's complaining about not having money. Oh, los clientes, no sé qué, blah, blah, blah. Fortune is in the follow-up.
1: That's it. So if you're not following up, you can die. But <laughs> appreciate you guys listening to another episode of Insurance After Dark. Um, yeah follow up guys it's really not that hard I mean dude Vera's already giving you some like, golden nuggets here it's in the fortune it's not always in the cookie but the fortune is in the follow up there you go so till next time fortune's a follow up
0: <laughs> <laughs> bye everyone <laughs>